0: listen Craig if you're doing if you're doing your lock if you call it lockdown spinning then you didn't start soon enough <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast. The podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach and the hosts joining me this evening are Master Dungeon Master, Troy Sandlin. Hello. And the Dwarven DM, John Christian. <laughs> that, that was so subdued. Lolly ho, everyone. Lolly ho. Well,
1: I, I, I feel like I get it like a, it's like an overly redundant. Uh, title Intro, Master, Master Dungeon, Dungeon Master, Master Dungeon Master, That's
2: Master Dungeon Master,
0: Master,
2: Master Dungeon Master,
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's better than saying Master Troy Sandlin, and it's more elite than saying Dungeon Master Troy Sandlin, right? Mm. Like I can't oh. say Dungeon Master Troy Sandlin and then Dwarven DM. Now you just sound like I mean you don't have an adjective tied. to Oh, your name. I see. So yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're here for another episode, second episode of Crowdfunding Corner. Oh yeah, uh, the show where we spend your money and ours at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a group effort. Economics, yeah. <laughs> economics. Ah, uh, and uh, we—I I, I was saying before the uh, show started, I was looking forward to this all day. Um, maybe like... that's what,
1: maybe that's what we should call the, these episodes—not crowdfunding, but crowd spending.
0: Crowd Right? Yeah. There you go. Ooh. Maybe so. Uh, we had, I think, five uh, bullet points uh, at one point about we did. ten minutes ago. Yeah. And now oh. it is like... It's <laughs> 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 an avalanche of goodies at this point. Yeah. Wow. Let it, it be. It doubled. You could play Pac-Man with the number of bullet points you that could. we have on our screen here. Like, Pac-Man would get full. <laughs> um, but that's the way. That I mean, that's that's this, what we like. This is the way. This is the way. Yeah. This is the way. Huh, I'll have you know. I've kept it down to two. Um, I have not. But as soon but as you I know saw what? how many Troy I had, I'm
2: like, I must do as much, if not more. Well, like one. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's a it's a it's a race. Uh, one of them is a very is going to be a very quick one. I mean, yeah. I've got some some favorite some, some some nibbles.
0: Well, here, let me start off with a, with my little rant. All right. Oh, I told yes, you guys, I totally. warned you guys yeah, we're going to do this, I, right? You promised us. I'm ready. Yep. Yeah, hit it. Uh, okay. So this is a Kickstarter related rant. So I saved it. All right. Here's my rant. If you successfully fund on Kickstarter, A good for you. B if you then move to another crowdfunding site, get more money Mm -hmm. tell them you're already funded Mm. and be clear about it i am looking at a uh i will not name names but i'm looking at a project on indiegogo uh and they will allow you to move your project over from kickstarter but the pitch is as if they are here and you know what this is a small thing but it feels disingenuous to say that you made two hundred and twenty million, 220 million 220, 000 on a platform, and then to go to Indiegogo and say, Oh, we've made two hundred and twenty thousand. Um there's an implication there that you are destroying it mm. on Indiegogo, right. And that is not what's happening. Um For me you're basically using indiegogo as a pre-order placeholder spot which is mm-hmm. perfectly fine kickstarter won't let you do that but if you want to do that over there that's fine um i don't know i just don't like it makes the others feel cheap that's my rant that's where i'm going with this it makes game Found or indiegogo feel like a an afterthought and a, a second-rate platform when the only thing it's used for is for you to walk your successful Kickstarters over to and try to raise an extra 1% or 2%. Okay. Um, I don't know how we could make that better. Maybe we just need to get more people on those platforms and make them more viable. Or maybe they don't need to be more vi- viable. Maybe Kickstarter's good enough for a lot, most things. Um, but what I don't like doing is feeling like Indiegogo is... Not really a crowdfunding, you know, fundraising platform, but just a pre-order site for an extra one or two thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. So rant over. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I think yeah.
2: that's fair. If nothing else, then for for those auxiliary kickstarting sites for them, at the very least, you know, they put all the effort and time. Yeah. They're not going to last very long if that's if that's the if it keeps going like that, where the 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 bulk of their business is happening off-site and that they're an afterthought Well, Which, and that may be the way that it goes too you know that's kind of the, the the nature of the
0: business unfortunately here's the other thing that I think I don't really ha- I don't have this problem at all or this qualm but there's people who avoid giving Kickstarter their dollars right mm-hmm. they don't yeah. like Kickstarter practices in one way or another and I feel like in a roundabout way you're still giving Kickstarter the dollars when you support up a product that's coming off of a major Kickstarter success and you're giving them money on Indiegogo afterwards like mm. you're encouraging that system so I well
1: but in that aspect is that a negative because otherwise those people that have planted their flag and are like I will not give Kickstarter my money mm-hmm. they're going to miss out on a the lion's share of cool new stuff
0: well, they won't miss out on it. They'll just have to go hunt it down, right?
1: Well, I mean, they're going to miss out on you know all the Kickstarter exclusive stuff, and yes, you know all that yes, stuff, or
2: the, the, the stretch goal types, yeah, the right? stretch
1: goals and things like that. Or they're very well, you know, I've seen a few places that are you know a few projects that are, hey, we're only doing this through Kickstarter, and then we're done. We're not, yeah,
0: yeah, that's fair. that's more. fair yeah. So, yeah, I it's just weird. Like, there's one, the one that I stumbled across today. Literally, if you go to Kickstarter, their campaign's over, and they're like, "Did you miss the campaign? Click here," and you click the button, it takes you to India, you go there. Oh man, hmm. it's just I don't know. that does, now I don't... that right there in particular, it seems like. Also, it's yeah. Well, okay, so here, here's what I'm looking at. Right, if I, so if you wanted the uh, the hardcover on Kickstarter, it's forty bucks. If you were a pledger on Kickstarter. You got the hardcover mm-hmm. for forty bucks. If you want to uh, pledge for the uh, hardcover on Indiegogo, it is forty-five dollars. Okay. So you're paying a premium on a different on a smaller platform. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, don't, I don't have to talk about this anymore. But um, it's I mean, just yeah. weird to me
1: i think it kind of like you know hey did you did you miss the initial kickstarter campaign oh man i didn't hear anything about it well you can go here and this is your second chance you don't get as good of a deal but you put still it up get on, on your
0: website i put mean it up on your website
2: yeah but this is why they don't have to keep an uh, keep up with the website and a like it costs money
0: per click for having a, an online I don't see shopping. It as a, I
1: don't see it as a yeah. negative or a, or a, you know
0: a, I'm 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 becoming too locked into this all right so so I'm going to take a two steps back cuz I don't feel I don't feel as I, I have a small rant but not a major one but I will tell you that in this instance Troy the company who is doing this has a fully fledged website with an online store already so they are intentionally okay. sending people to Indiegogo instead of to themselves. And the only thing that I can guess is that Indiegogo was willing to give them a small chunk of money for marketing. Mm. And that's Mm. why they're sending people there and said, I don't know that for a fact, but maybe. Yeah. Or again, like the price per click, right? Like how much does it cost per click per purchase
2: on our own site through our own, the, the vendor that we use, like for a, a la carte or like as needed basis, as opposed to doing it in bulk. And uh, mm-hmm. running those numbers in batch, right? Yeah, you may get yeah. a better deal that way.
0: Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: anyhow, Which, uh, I don't know, well, and I don't, yeah. I don't know enough about it to be like to be strongly opinioned either way at, at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, here, I'll trust let's your move judgment on. and your let's, anger. I'll let's join move you with pitchfork and torch my anger. in hand. That's
0: that's a great. All right. <laughs> I trust my anger.
2: Rubble, 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 rubble,
0: rubble. My wrath is just. Um... Here, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about a, a Kickstarter that I, I'm really excited about. Um, right on. Let's do Bleak Sprout. This looks pretty cool. Right. All right. So here, do I need to post a link in the link into chat? I'll get it. I would. Yeah.
2: I would. Yeah. Uh, Troy, if you'll take care of those, I've got us. I've got to send video for these two, so we can follow Beautiful.
0: along. Yep, yep. Awesome okay so bleak sprout is on kickstarter right now has nine days to go as of this recording it is nine dollars uh it is a uh soft cover seven and a half by ten uh color copied book you can also get a risograph book uh containing a 5e compatible adventure for low level characters uh designed to be run in about three sessions. Um, it's kind of funky. It's, uh, it's, it's about like, um, uh, mushrooms and things like that. We've done, we talked about yeah things of this. We've, we talked about, um, uh, mycelium madness. Was that the, I believe mm-hmm. so. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a similar one, uh, it's divided in three parts, truffle tower, journey through the underlog and the bleak temple. Um, there are some flea cultists, a tarantula witch, um, sporlings. Sorry, hang on, hang on. You had me at flea cultists, right? You'll <laughs> know why. Do they try? Right? <laughs> so st- you so funny. Uh, I'm I'm digging it now. I'm not a a huge uh, risograph person. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is fine. I, I, I like. There's, there's different strokes for different folks. But if you are interested in it, like like I think it's cool. I just am not probably going to pay more for it. Um, you can upgrade your regular book into, uh, uh well actually you get the full Risograph copy, but you can upgrade it to get like a cool player handout that's also Risograph and mm-hmm. some other stuff for five bucks, which I think is pretty reasonable. Um, and then Yeah I don't know I'm just I'm digging it I'm digging it I don't need, know That I need to say Any more than that
1: Nine bucks Nine bucks it- Nine bucks
0: Nine Right Physical copy Plus $9. shipping Then right? jump yeah. on it
1: Jump on it You only got nine days As of the. same. got nine days It's true Yeah
0: Yeah You get all the stretch goals At the $14 level as well And there is a few stretch goals That have been unlocked So uh, Again uh, Flea cultists
2: I Flea. need to, if, if nothing else, I want a PDF copy of this thing so I can figure out what the
0: hell that actually means. But I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got, um, so you get the art, print, player handout. has been unlocked. Two, uh, if you're at the $15 level, three PDFs have been unlocked. Mushroom hunting, toad tavern gambling, and the uh, Athenip spore have all been unlocked. Uh, the books are now in three color resograph instead of just two. And the book has been expanded um, with an extra four pages of content, and as they say, more pages equals more best. That's a direct quote. More best, <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, yeah, you know, put that, put that on a headstone. Yes, sure. Uh, and then, oh, hang on, they've just announced they've just unlocked uh, fungus goblin goblins as a PDF. Uh, Expanded Book 2, Imbigand. Uh-oh. We've said it before, but we'll say it again. More pages equals more best. And then at $4,000, they've also unlocked Myconic Draconis, which is, of course, a a dragon, wormling, fungal thing. So anyhow, I'm digging it. Bleak Sprout on Kickstarter. Bleak Sprout. I love it. It's cool. All right. Uh, Troy, what do you got?
1: All right. I have – now, this is my quick one because – unfortunately there's only 22 hours left um, I I want to bring you should have gone first a, Yeah, mm. I want to bring attention to this <laughs> <laughs> because uh, this goes back to something that we talked about when we were doing uh, our overview of Tasha's this is Guilds of Irigarth mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a, a D&D 5th edition expansion and campaign now the reason why I find this interesting is this does a deep dive into the patron rules. Ooh, and it gives right. you I believe like 10 different guilds with 10 different guild masters, um technomagical items, uh, a couple of adventures, the sword searchers for kids, and then aven- adventures and training that uh helps you level up and become a full-fledged guild member kind of thing. Hmm. A guide to the Airgarth setting. But, because uh, I think I made the comment, one of us made the comment, I think it might have been me, that, you know, with Tasha's coming out, hey, let's see some of those patrons. And mm-hmm. this is the, an example of somebody jumping on that concept out of an official Watsi product, and they made good. Now, mm-hmm. you know, you guys can check out the link, the different guilds and stuff. I mean, it just looks like a pretty cool little project. They asked for $100, that was their goal. They're at uh, a little over a thousand. So,
0: right on.
1: you know, if they're people also delivering out there are delivering in
0: September. Yeah. Next so month. you
1: know, they were like just cranking on this thing once Tosh has dropped. So, you know, the the call, you know, this is, you know, proof of the pudding. You get these little tidbits of, of, of rules from Watsy, mm-hmm. jump on it, expand on it, make it something bigger than what it is. And that's what. That's what they've done here. That's what uh, Apple White Games has done. This is their sixth created. And I think most of them are in this setting of Airgarth. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, you got 22 hours to jump on this. But, yeah, I just wanted to use this as an example. You know, if you have an idea out there, go for Mm. it.
0: Do it. I love it. Sweet. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Let's see. John, take us away. All right. So...
2: Uh, Tracy Hickman and Curtis Hickman. Uh, apparently, there's a first edition to this book that I have never heard of nor really? have I ever seen. I have, I've heard, but I've heard it is good. Question mark. Uh, Troy, do you know anything about the, the first edition to this book? But before I, I, I ask that question, "Extreme Dungeon Mastery" with an actual like '90s era X for extreme instead of EX, which means that it's extra. Extreme. Extra extreme, yes. extra extreme, like it's like extreme nachos, right? Uh, this mm. is the second edition of this book, um, and it is supposed to be a cure for the common game, as they call it, the way to uh, to really spice up your your games and make them extra awesome or extra great. I looked through here, and I mean, I'll take Tracy's word for it, because I mean, I, I do like his style, it's kind of an old, an old school style of, of play, however, in this, they've said specifically that they're going back in, this is not a rehash, that this is a, like a redo, they're going to mulligan, and it's going to be a complete rebuild from the from the bottom up, uh, for new to this edition, edition uh, story structuring and everything like that. Uh, with a focus on um, just like more fun uh, and ways to kind of like to flex, bend, and use the rules in your favor as the DM to make your games uh, flow better, your uh, your stories to flow better. I'm not really sure what the extreme part of this is, other than maybe like a marketing gag. But otherwise, um, I'm interested. So that that asks now, or that said now, Troy. I don't know anything more about this book, because apparently this book is going for like $400 a copy or something crazy like that on eBay and everywhere else like that in the first edition. Mm. Uh, What gives? Uh,
1: This, I believe, the story goes, this was born from a Gen Con staple event. Every Mm -hmm. year, Tracy Hickman would run something called uh, Hickman's Killer Breakfast. Okay. Which... Uh, for those of you that don't know they didn't serve breakfast
2: that is sad but uh, i would have you, even taken a breakfast burrito
1: ex- yeah something so yeah um, make sure you eat before you go um just which, a breakfast burrito just i'll take
2: I'll, anything's better than nothing right I mean. yeah
1: yeah but you you would go and and uh you were in two camps you were either strictly a watcher or you could be a participant and that determined where you sat in the room and it was like in a big hall and it would be Tracy and a couple other people sitting up on the stage and he would call people up and he's running an adventure Hmm. and it's just gonzo and bonkers and strange and weird and he'd bring people up on the stage and that was the current adventuring party and things would happen and he, what do you do? Oh, you're dead. Sit down. You know, and it was just (laughs) It was just crazy and off the wall. And I think this extreme dungeon mastery came from that concept of just letting stuff flow and how to really just let the story kind of create itself and go off the wall and be be big damn heroes or die really crazy deaths kind of thing. You know, just nutso stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the extreme dungeon mastery came from that. A little bit more you know codified and and uh not quite so killer breakfasty but hmm. that was the story that i got this that the, that the book was born from that gotcha from his, from his style of just making it because you know we, we've all been talking about it in several episodes about how you know, like these adventures come out and oh yeah i'm going up against a you know a cr20 monster and oh yeah my my four level 10 PCs just mop the floor with it Mm -hmm. kind of Mm. a thing. And this is kind of gives you different dials to tweak and twist to really bring out the the cool stuff in in a D&D game. Yeah, so that tracks
2: well with the story that they've got here. Yours is more detailed, which I appreciate. It looks like they printed 4,000 books, Mm -hmm. and as popular as they were, there's there is obviously an appetite for more of the same or more of more, right? And mm-hmm. so, it's it's just crazy to me how how much the books are going for and how yeah. and high and apparently how high in demand they actually are to find. So, um, mm. yeah, it's uh, what they say here is that a reprint's not enough. It can't just be a, a second printing. There will be some content that is the same, obviously, mm-hmm. but there uh, a lot of it will be rewritten. They said that they said specifically this is not a second printing, though. Uh, there will be, uh, let's see, t- Rebuild the Book, bigger, b- Better, Stronger, Faster, More Inclusive in italics, um, hmm. which is going to be interesting to see what that means exactly, how it was exclusive as opposed to inclusive. But I won't be able to do a basis, basis for comparison because I don't have a copy of the uh, original.
1: Yeah, more than likely probably you know, going on the, the old tropes of all orcs are bad, all drow are mm. bad, that kind of thing Okay, guess guess.
2: Well, well look. Uh, Like I said, I've I've watched Tracy run games before. While I did not was not did not participate or was a part of that, I do love the old school style and the flavor that he pushes Mm -hmm. for it. So, Mm -hmm. if nothing else, just from an old school renaissance (OSR) perspective, I would like to see what they do with this. So, I I am going to back, but and I wanted to make sure that everyone else out there was aware of it as well. Mm So,
1: yeah, I mean, interesting. I I missed out. I did not. uh, I had several opportunities to get uh, XDM. And did mm. not. and I do regret it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I probably will be backing this myself as I have actually participated in a killer breakfast.
2: Oh, right I'm huh? jealous.
1: And I'm uh, gonna
2: now that I know what that is, uh, so Tracy has also really fast. Tracy is also doing uh, he's doing online streaming of games mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at a, a local game store. He and his wife are together, so uh, next mm-hmm. time I, I see him on there I may ping him and ask him when the next killer breakfast is gonna be. If he's gonna do I one. don't
1: think there's going to be one at this Gen Con.
2: Uh we, I would assume not. More but you know We'll invite him to a winter fantasy to
1: one. Well it was it's it's a Gen Con thing. Well, it it could be like the
2: how about the killer brunch or maybe like the (laughs) the uh, killer brunch. Maybe the maiming dinner. I don't know. Still not give you any
1: food. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: Mm. (laughs) All right, cool. That's mine. Carry on. Nice. Awesome. All right, let's see. Uh, Okay, here's the big one. Um, I say big one because this project at the moment has raised two hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. Um. Delta Green, The Conspiracy, a gorgeous 25th anniversary edition of the original Delta Green, the classic RPG source book of horror and conspiracy. Um, We were talking about this before we went live today. I think that all three of us are in the same boat as being very interested in Delta Green, but knowing very little about it. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair statement? That is very fair. Yeah, I only know the premise. Okay, so what we what we deduced in the last hour is that Delta Green was originally a Call of Cthulhu setting uh, that we think maybe was in like the 60s, 70s, maybe around the Vietnam War Vietnam kind of War. era, mm. that sort of thing, um, and that it used an older edition of the uh, Cthulhu rule set. Yes. And then, in about 2010, uh, they started a revamp with their own RPG system. That has been published. You can go find the two-book Core rule Set and a Bunch of Adventures and things for it out there. Um, Then they released The Fall of Delta Green, which is kind of a prequel RPG that uses the gumshoe system. And now, they've got Delta Green, The Conspiracy, which is a setting source book that brings it into the 90s. Now, that, cool. that felt like a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you why I'm choosing to back this, even though I don't have any of these other books. Uh, first and foremost, I have a sneaking suspicion that I will own the other books at some point. Um, secondly, this is a really nice hardcover. Like, it looks beautiful. And at the $40 level, which I don't know that you can get anymore, but I think you can get one that's just a slightly bit more, you can get a, a, a pledge tier called Need to Know, which not just comes with the hardback, but also comes with a basically rules-light version of the game in paperback. So you don't have to get the other book, and you can try it out. Uh, so for 40 bucks, uh, my opinion was that to get a cool looking, very interesting hardcover and a rules light iteration to kind of let you dip your toe in that makes a lot of sense.
2: Okay. So let me ask you this. This is just out of sheer ignorance. This is not the original call of Cthulhu, like RPG. This is just its own thing, right? That it was born out of. But it's yeah. borrowing from the mythos
0: of Cthulhu. And this using is using a different
2: engine, or is it using the is it using an like the same engine as a Cthulhu RPG from previous iterations? Or it's that?
0: using its own engine at this point, is what I understand. Okay, it's the it is the Delta Green engine. Okay. Here's here's the other thing that's cool though, right? They have unlocked through stretch goals, uh, two more hardcover books which I think is really ballsy. Um, right. They unlocked Delta green, the millennium um, uh, it was just 336 pages long and is, is kind of on that brink of the 2000 era, right? So it's your, it's the sequel to this book. Mm-hmm. And then they unlocked a book at 200,000 called Delta green, uh, machinations, dig deep into the worm-ridden heart of power, and uncover its secrets, and you'll see why people kill to keep them hidden, the fungi, hey, Girk, the fungi from yugath the fate, Project Rainbow, each chapter will add new pieces, new potentialities, suggesting ways to open these deep wells of horror to discover by your agents, and uh, there's a backer discount on that one as well, I... I think this is an avenue For those of us who are interested To get in at a decent price
1: Yeah, damn it
2: (laughs) (sighs) Ah, I I can hear moths flying out of Troy's wallet now
0: (sighs) I'm sorry, Troy I feel for you No,
1: you don't I've been interested in this game For a long time Yeah,
0: right, right
1: yeah, for a long, I,
0: long time. Uh, I picked up uh, The Fall of Delta Green right before this, so we're going to have to try. Maybe we'll do a uh, a uh, bite-sized gaming something mm. with Delta Green, and mm. we'll all learn it together. Who knows? Maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, this sounds, sounds funky, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah.
1: Now, so talking about the you know what system and all that kind of stuff from what i remember from back in the day when this first came out because call of cthulhu was set and then is, is set in the 1920s mm-hmm.
0: yes yes
1: and this is this was just you know a modernized version yes there's still the you know the investigation and and you know these things are like way out of our league and incomprehensible and this kind of stuff. But it also gave it that action-y aspect Mm. as well because of it, you know, using like, you know, automatic weapons and, and and Mm
2: -hmm. you got more of a more of a chance of not dying in the first round.
1: Yeah. Advanced Mm. military tactics and science and things like that. And that's what Delta green is. It is the, it's like the, uh, Mm-hmm. What, what is it in uh, Captain America, the SSO, or the OSS? Uh,
0: OSS sounds better,
1: right? Operation Office, of Secret Sciences Office, or something like that. Office
0: of S- Special Services?
1: Office of Secret mm-hmm. Science or S- Special Science, something like that, I don't remember now. But yeah, it's kind of like that. Or the BPRD. That's what BPRD. Delta, hmm. That's what Delta Green is.
2: Right oh, okay. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. So yeah, then, it yeah. is okay. And you said previously that it's Vietnam War era. It well, was,
1: it was. Well, okay. It was that timeline in there. Okay. So you have more technology and you have more now, science. But that could, listen, I say that like, though. It, I say, go
0: ahead. go ahead. No, no. I go was going to say, I think I'm. I'm. I'm rethinking this slightly, Troy. As I think about this out loud, Fall of Delta Green is 100% Vietnam War. And it is labeled as a prequel, so my guess is that actual Delta Green is just after Vietnam War. Mm, but like just just uh, as a place and like time, mid mid yeah, to yeah. late eighties. that 80s,
2: would be so my sorry. guess. seventies, eighties, seventies, eighties. Yeah, yeah. Because let me tell you something. I could I could dig pretty hardcore a Cthulhu esque run in NOM. like very Apocalypse Now meets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my that's God. can you imagine that? Look, that is <laughs> freaking
0: metal as hell. Look at the cover for Fall of Delta Green, and it'll give you all the right feels for that. <clears throat> I say that, um, let it be so. Yeah, let's see here.
1: Yeah, throw that up on the screen there. Got it. But yeah, that that's what really you know got had me juice as you know in my as younger Troy. Wanting to play this game, but I never had anybody to play Call of Cthulhu with to begin with, so it's not like I was ever going to be able to sell anybody on Delta Green either. So
2: that is cool, man. Yeah, does that do it for that, you? That cover does it for me. I, I would, I'm thinking more like night, night and rain, in particular mm-hmm. for atmosphere. But that right there is. Pretty, pretty awesome. I'll take that. Sometimes point. it even rains straight up. <laughs> Sometimes it rains tentacles. <laughs> yeah, so, that's like awesome. That. Yeah, I love that. I dig that. All right. Like, that, up until this point, I was kind of like, mm-hmm.
0: Oh wait, yeah, oh Think wait a second. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Moms come right? flying out of my pocket yeah. <laughs> yep. Damn it! Yeah. You can get that book on Amazon or wherever. Uh, it's, it's fully available. Um, all right. Well, here let's 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 step out of one thing that's going to rob your wallet into another one. Uh, Troy, you have one that you and John
1: are you We're know chomping over. at and the we bit. We almost had a Rochambeau
0: for, for who was going to end up doing this
1: one. Yeah. Go ahead, Troy. Now it is not released yet. So mm-hmm. this is this. I'm I'm putting up the link that you can uh, get notified when it goes live. Puzzles and props, real size 3D printable tabletop items for role play.
0: It's for D&D. Let's be. It, yeah, it's for it's right. for
1: D&D. Because it's <laughs> not
0: guild the Lily.
1: No gilding of the lily. Uh they've got magic rings, figurines of wondrous power. Oh baby. Amulets, uh thematic containers that you could put your dice and stuff in, uh instruments, you know, pan flute, I believe that's an ocarina there. Yep, or?
2: it is. Yep. Uh, yep.
1: Puzzles of varying complexity. You know, one's shaped like a book. One is like a, a demon box type thing. D&D magic items. A Is that not a circlet of blasting that I'm looking it at is right a there? a circlet right? of blasting. That, it's true. Yes. If it
2: isn't, it should be. It's that, going to be.
1: Yeah. And then coins, keys, gems, and more. Uh, you can get the STL files when this sucker goes live and print these till your heart's content. And if you su- and if you sign up to be uh, notified for when this goes live, they give you a ring of spell storing file, which I have printed and uh, very successfully, I might add. In um, it, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I mean, I, obviously, it's not painted or anything yet, but uh, you have to size it up a little bit, or at least I did. Otherwise, it w- will not fit, and it uh, if it's on your two fingers, and it's a little bit different than you know what you, I believe what you see in the the player's handbook, I believe. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's yes. got like
2: there is some variation to it, right? Because they can't just straight up they can't
1: just take straight out of the yeah. thing.
2: That's why I think that's why there is a circular blasting in the p in the DMG.
0: Mm-hmm. So that one what does it do, looks yeah pretty different. But here. you can look at most of these things and be like, "That's it, what that is." Yep, you know what that is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But uh, uh, I'm yeah, so
2: friggin' I'm so jacked for this. I'm so jacked. Like I just dipped my, I'm starting to dip my toe into 3D resin printing myself, and I all I can hear is just mm-hmm. constantly ch- churning these out for my tables. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> excited. I'm so L- excited.
1: Luckily, John mine are rather quiet until they end, and then they beep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like the rings for the rings uh if, if you do back this project it does ca- come with a scaling table oh, so that hmm. you can get them sized to your actual ring nice. size these rings so, look awesome
0: i'm not gonna yeah, lie like fantastic. everything there's a lot of cool stuff on here yeah. So now, maybe,
2: these are all renders, right? I, I wonder if these are actual prints that they ended up maybe I'm thinking they're they renders. they actually uh, painted, maybe. I don't know, I'm not really sure. I think the, if you look in the, the the top where you've got like the Figurine of Wondrous Power with the horse, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that's a render. That almost looks
0: like that's a that's a resin sculpt that was printed yeah, out. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if these... I feel like a lot of these are actual sculpts that have been printed out it be. and painted.
1: They could be. If they, if they are man, I want to know what paints they're using because.
2: Right, right. Yeah. Well, or maybe if they, if they, or maybe like a a glaze or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gla- yeah glaze, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah,
1: just all right. So it so much fun.
0: Puzzles so and props like- is not out yet, but it is coming in September to Kickstarter. So you can go ahead and start following along.
1: And my guess is, and I, I don't know. I have no inside info on this at all. But my guess is. I mean, just looking at what they've already got here, that you can see that when it funds and it's ready to go, they probably already have the STL files, or at least most of them.
0: A lot of oh, them, yeah. Ready oh, yeah. to go. There's probably, so a l- yeah, yeah.
1: You'll be receiving your files rather quick. I would guess. hope.
2: I hope they take advantage of every possible stretch card, uh, uh, stretch goal. It's like, like there're like a hundred of them, and it's like STLs for uh, like stacks. Well, on just stacks do the whole stacks. DMs guild. The DM's
0: guide, right? The DMG like, you yeah. to do all yes. yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I want all right. dwar- my 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 dwarven plate STL, please. That's right. Piece by piece, uh, life, size. Uh, life size, life
0: size, Li- life size. Oh yeah, yeah. Enough. I don't know. I don't
2: all know. right,
0: John. Any? Yes. I need you to tell me why I. Okay, I am going to be a little bit mean here, but you oh. you have you'll have the opportunity to to bring it back. I need you to tell me why I should give two shits about the dice of death and dismemberment. <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> Listen, sir. <laughs>
2: oh man. Why should you? I'm not gonna. I'm not championing that. What well, the reason why I brought these is because, or brought this up is because, my first die that I owned that was not a six sided D six pipped dice was a hit location die. I still have mm. it, and so when I saw this, I immediately thought about this. So for me, this is a nostalgia thing. Mm. Uh, it's very gimmicky. I, I know, but it's one of those things where if you roll it with a d20, it kind of gives you an idea of where it may have landed and what might have ended up happening. So, what... what uh, you what, are not alone.
0: You are not what, alone. There are
2: 435 other people. Now, listen, I have not backed this yet. I, I was actually... Uh, I'm still on the fence myself. I did find it... Again, I wax nostalgic over this thing. So, okay... These are the dice of death and dismemberment, which I believe they look like they're twelve sided dice. Yep. Uh, they are part of. This is only one of the sets. There are other sets that uh, that incorporate. Uh, essentially, what it is is uh, if you if you crit, you can roll this dice and then it indicates what happened. If you were hamstrung, broken leg, uh, if you uh, had your Achilles tendon sliced, if you uh, scalped, yes, yeah, the scalped pierced through the heart. Uh, if you are torn in half, well, lots and lots of different things uh, that are on here. What are some of the ones? Jab, uh, jabbed in the eye, had your ear cut off, and so there are twelve-sided dice that have uh, engraved images of different uh, various forms of critical uh, death and dismemberment that have been added. Uh, arrows th- through the neck, through the stomach. And it looks to me like they've got pretty much like every kind of, not every kind, but many different kinds of uh, critical hits that are in here. Mm. Now, again, Troy, (laughs) such distaste. Look, for me, again, this for me, I'm not trying to get anybody else to buy this. For me, this was—I brought this up because it made me think about my hit location dice that yeah. I had whenever I first started playing, uh, not just D and D, but uh, playing any RPGs whatsoever. So no, that I, was—I still have that one.
1: I, I just want to read this this part to the to the uh, the listeners. How to introduce them? Players like surprises, right? We recommend keeping them a secret at first. Hide them behind your GM screen. If you hand one to players as they score critical hits, they will start to delight in every brutal attack they deal to your minions. Watch on with a knowing grin. Let them enjoy their new power. Patiently wait until one of your bigger monsters scores a critical hit against a player. Pause dramatically, staring at the 20 you just rolled. Give the group a somber look and slowly reach for one of these dreadful dice. Never have you had a table go silent so quickly. That well, is, got. you got to appreciate that pitch. You oh gotta yeah, you got to appreciate pitch. that pitch until some sorry DM does this and he gets his ass beat by his players, right?
2: Or in in public play, right?
1: in public play, yeah. Um, well, at I'm least the critical least hit dice
0: uh, aren't al legal. Oh, yeah, man. at least he handed it to his players first.
1: Uh, yeah, what's it's just, like. Yeah.
2: So there are four acrylic twelve-sided die with forty-eight mm-hmm. possible results for the crit, crit uh, critical hit, and this, mm-hmm. like I said before, this is actually not their first rodeo. They've done other dice that are similar to this, like treasure die, item die, uh, the the old school. Uh, the, some of the other ones that I got to from the game store back in the day were the uh, like the random dungeon generator die that you could roll up and uh, mm-hmm. corridors, rooms, and all that good stuff. What you got, Troy? <laughs>
1: I'm just looking at the stretch goals. One, which finger did I lose? Uh, the, the arrow critical hit die, like the the yep. one that they show like up front, is an arrow going right into somebody's throat. Then you can make out on one of the side panels a guy taking an arrow to the groin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Arrows uh, slicing fingers off. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, there's like a the Vorpal die is a is a good one. I love the slicing the nose off, slicing the big toe off, yeah, slicing a leg, tight. a head. Come on, man, I love it. Oh this gosh. is just silly. That's yeah. all this really is. I, it, it, this is a this is a gimmick die. So don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to come before anybody saying, oh my god, this is the, the greatest thing that I've ever seen. But I mean, I'm sorry. Soft spot I, in my heart for dice like this. I uh, love okay. Hearts. I
1: would I would say you know depending t- I haven't even looked at how much how much they are, but uh, $10, for, are a $10 for a full set of physical time. T- you point, know what? Baby. I'll back these. And I'm going to tell you why.
2: Okay. Because they're $10? Well, because... Yeah, because they're
1: ten- <laughs> No, but because... I think these kinds of die would be great for minion fights. <laughs> okay. If, if your characters are, you know, a decent level... And, and you use the minion rules where you have, you know, just scads of opponents for them to, to wade into and stuff like that, these would be fun. You know, exp- I would explain to my players, no, we do not use these for, you know, more meaningful battles because I don't want these dice dictating our mm. story. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But just having that whole, you know... You're, you're fighting, you know, you're 10th level and you're fighting, you know, this band of 100 bandits comes rushing out of the woods kind of a thing. Have at it. Yeah. Break the guy's arm. Cut off the guy's nose. Shoot the guy in the junk. You know, whatever. So as I'm Why sitting not?
2: here th- and I'm looking at it and we're talking about this, let me tell you who would absolutely love the, these dice. First of all, 13-year-old John or just about oh, any yeah. 13-year-old Boy that I knew back in the day would think these were hilarious until the DM this, grabbed them. Until the DM grabbed them, of course, and then there would be some there would be some pre adolescent pubescent tears that would mm-hmm. that would occur. I tell you who else I'm I'm gonna buy I'm gonna go ahead and buy these two. I'm gonna buy these for Gabriel. He will freaking oh. love these dice, man. He will love these dice. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. It's done. It's a done deal. Done. Invested. <laughs> and Zach, you can scoff all you will, sir. Scoff? Yeah. Hey. Scoff.
1: scoff I say, but Scof, no, I, say. I think they're fun. I think they're fun. I would not; these would these would not come out all the time.
2: Oh yeah, um, I really yeah. like your idea of the minions. We are using them for minions,
1: you know? Well, I can totally see that. Yeah, I just I just yeah. think it would be I think it would be a lot of fun to, or uh, even you know, kind of looking looking at some of the diet It would be kind of fun to you know, to use them as suggestions for like a lingering injury type effect mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. crit oh what happened oh you broke your fingers or yeah you mm. broke your arm you, you 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 jammed your jaw oh crap now you can't talk you know mm-hmm. stuff like that just to add some flavor but yeah i wouldn't i don't know that i would just allow them to kill my oh, opponents yeah. or my player <laughs> yeah. characters I, I
2: crit that dragon I, I i stab it in the heart right yeah sure <laughs> So, Zach, uh, uh, have you already already you clicked the, the, the uh, submit button on I'm
0: paying for that, yep. right? I'm done, sold? done, done. Mm-hmm. I got the 10 sets. Um, oh, wow, well, you're going to be yeah, a retailer. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, like that. All right. no, it's just I needed 10 sets. You, you uh, need the 10. Uh, you mm-hmm. sold me that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, let's do um, Uncharted Lands, Troy. I'll do this one um, with you because okay. we are both believers in this one.
1: Yes. We're going to get John
0: to spend some money here One way or another Now John, yes. a rumor has it That you are coming in soon coming into the possession Of a 3D printer And you need The miniatures oh, yes. To flow The minis must flow <laughs> The minis must flow I, As soon as you said flow I was like, I know where this is going yeah. And I like it Yes, <laughs> you, um, you stuck the landing, thank you uh, Well here, I uh, let me let me get my piece of this one out of the way, and then I'll turn it over mm. to Troy. All right. Um, this is largely a minis STL file Kickstarter, but it mm-hmm. also comes with a book. Mm-hmm. And the book is a hardcover called The Lost Adventures in Uncharted Lands. It is, as I understand it, 10 adventures for 5e. Okay. All right. I believe the book is 40 bucks. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 40 bucks. Uh If you back it at an STL file level where you're getting those as well, then it all becomes cheaper than that. Um, but here's what... This is secretly a pretty good deal for the book. So it has 10 new encounters, 6 new settlements, 6 new races, 4 new subclasses, 20 plus new monster stat blocks, 30 plus new magic items, 35 new spells. Um, here's the thing, though. I sometimes you don't know what you're getting but mm-hmm. you actually there is um there's a name tied to this project writing at mm-hmm. least one of the encounters that gives a sense of credibility to this whole thing um taos oh, is a writer on this book yeah right love Teos. yeah yeah um I think actually that there's a few people that you might recognize. I'm I'm trying to find the whole list here and I'm I'm failing uh, dramatically. Holy here we go. Concept uh, team writers. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Andrew Mackley, Jeremy Fair, Teo mm-hmm. um Danny Herrero who mm-hmm. I believe uh, is the he's, creator on this. He's the
1: main guy. Yeah. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's several writers on this that are of prominence, but ah uh, okay hardcover alone I think it's worth picking up for what it what it's gonna pack into it troy you need sell John on buying the whole package though because I think this is an easy sell
1: oh my gosh yeah it, it is such an easy sell um Danny is also known as a 3d printing tabletop on YouTube mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of his videos he is an awesome individual he's got fantastic content has been a been a proponent of the 3d printing world for quite some time and this is his third uh in the in this series of 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 settings i believe um well no fourth that's right yeah the lost dragons he did uh some dragons uh at one point the lost adventures volume one which was an all-in-one 3d printable uh Mm -hmm. Monster set just to and it just basically gives you the minis that you need to populate your world. It gives you all those standard minis, it gives you some terrain pieces. And then they had Lost Adventures Volume 3, another all in one, but this was like fantastical buildings and you know, treetop, uh, elven settlements and things of that nature, and all that. And now you've got Uncharted Lands, the book in the SCL collection that f- that kind of fills out. The actual setting that he's been building for the past few uh, projects. Now, as far as these 3D printed printable monsters go, holy crap you have got to do this. Just, I mean great renders uh, smoldering soul behemoths.
2: You had me at smoldering soul behemoth. That it looks phenomenal. Is it not
1: phenomenal? Now, and that's the the first big mini that you see is that smoldering uh, soul behemoth. I mean, there's tieflings and red renders, uh, scattered terrain of all different kinds. Mm-hmm. Then you've got some dragons, some centaurs.
0: Tell them about the dinosaur. I, I'm getting, getting tell there! About I'm the getting din- there!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm scrolling through plague carriers, undead, remoraz, uh, oh dire gosh, crocodiles. The Cobalt mm-hmm. coalition is where you want to look. The Cobalt coalition. You've got a great... Horned Carnotaurus, which is like the Tyrannosaurus, <laughs> with an attack howdah on top. That's awesome. So so think <laughs> so think the huge uh, elephants. oliphants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, from me. from Lord of the Rings,
0: but better dinosaur, but better. Oh, it's a dinosaur,
1: awesome. and awesome. yeah, multi-tiered howdahs on on top of that, and it's just like oh, must oh, have. And then they've got uh, an iron golem that just looks—it looks like the Iron Giant in a Warforged had a baby. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> kind of got like a a, a uh, Shield Guardian vibe with that. Yeah, that. And, yeah, and, and he's
1: doing the classic fist and palm, like mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess you up kind of thing. Yeah, Hulk,
2: yeah, Hulk smash.
1: Yeah, some some cool looking kobolds, uh, so A really sadly built windmill, but that's a good thing for cobalts. <laughs> you, you want right. that. But yeah. Sadly,
0: built is uh, is most kobolds middle name. So true, very true. Unless it's traps. And we'll yeah. buddy look out! The, you want to watch out for that paper
2: mache boulder that's got hornets inside of it. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. The giants <laughs>
1: look pretty sweet. The uh, the the undead frost giants oh, that he's got. I oh, love yeah. the sunken city. The I sunken love the, city the, stuff. Yeah,
2: the insect. Yeah. Oh yeah, the arachnid looking. Minis, and then the, the town of Gray Mill with mm-hmm. the Borer Might Queen. Oh, I love that. Yes. There's some really good. Here's the problem that I'm I'm now realizing with my mistake in in purchasing a 3D printer is that I'm going to have five million minis that have n- will never be painted.
1: Yep, that is your
2: curse. W- that is that is it. Yeah, but yeah, like, but like right here, I think
0: that's where it's going to go. Right here.
2: Yeah, yeah. So nice. soon, soon. Stream soon. You'll you'll see my my stuff. Here's here's
0: a little here's a little thing. Even if you're even if you don't want to spend the money right now, even if you don't have the money right now, if you head on mm-hmm. over to the Kickstarter, there's a head start document. If you click on it, they give you the STL files for like three or four miniatures, plus a little encounter and some other stuff. It kind of gives you a taste of nice. what their art style is going to be like and all that, and it's really nice. And uh, Troy and I got in early bird, but you can still get in for, I don't know how many uh, STLs this is, but it's I'm going to say like a t- like a, a, a hundred. Oh, yeah. I don't A mm. hundred different STLs plus the book. There's eight 80 different bu-
1: core collections. Yeah. Right. In yeah. This. Stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 135 plus miniatures plus 20 buildings and 200 plus scatters, which are just like, you know, rocks or barrels or whatever
1: yep. now the, the good thing the good thing about this yeah all this stuff is not coming out until next september It's a good oh, so a year so it's you surprised. won't clog your shelves right away with it's all of these unpainted minis but you will get ready oh, yes. you will.
0: all right well hey we're, we're we're plowing through our list here we've still got a couple more um, we should go ahead and wrap those up. I think. We're,
1: I think so. Uh,
0: let's push towards the end, John. What do you have here? Okay, so this
2: one is not tabletop RPG. This is games. So we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch and flex a bit that title of bite sized gaming. We're gonna go into the the digital realm, just a just a skosh, just a hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, maybe I'm, I went a nostalgia fueled fever dream for for the last 24 hours that that made me pick some of these, but. Hand-drawn game guides, man! I have this is like, I'm so excited about about these. These are uh, exactly what they sound like. They're hand-drawn. They are painted, uh, hand-painted uh, guides for Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, and Contra from the NES. And it is uh, like an homage and an ode these guides that are being put together uh, by the gentleman that's doing the artwork for these hardbound books. Uh, that are in full color. That have like a, um, you'll have maps and uh, descriptions of where things are and the different kinds of power ups, the enemies that you'll use. The the, uh, the kind of like an overhead map of Legend of Zelda and stuff like that. He started doing these a while back, um, and the demand was so great that he had to push to Kickstarter so that he could find uh, get the capital needed to to get his a, a new publishing. Uh, company to, to print a lot of this stuff for him and there's a almost like a comic book old school comic book feel to it or not old school but like an indie comic feel mm-hmm. to the way that a lot of these are are built uh, built out and uh, man I just if nothing else just as art pieces uh, and for me I, I'm a, a huge fan of old school NES gaming like eight bit gaming and stuff like that so I'm really excited mm-hmm. about these so this kind of goes back to that love previously that I'd given to Artovision. Shout out Art of Vision for the, the uh the shadow box mm. art of Ghost and Goblins in the background there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Man, this looks so good. I'm s so, i am I cannot wait to get my grubby myths on this thing in February. So come Ooh. winter fantasy time. This'll uh this is nice. happening.
1: Like this is a, this is a done deal. That's it really looks cool. so good. It looks yeah, so there. good. I played the crap out of these games too. That's what I'm
2: saying. Like, he, not only that, he's also got. Well, he has a two for here. It looks like he's got Legend of Zelda in one, uh-huh, Metroid, and Metroid in another, one. and then in, there's a combo Contra and Ninja Gaiden.
1: Yes, Ninja oh, Gaiden was my jam.
2: So so good. Twenty five bucks <laughs> for a hard bound uh, for a hard copy of these. I mean, if you if you love if you love the material, then to me, to find the one that you like the most. Spend the twenty five bucks. For me, yeah. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be tough not to get all friggin' three. It's definitely gonna happen for Metroid and Zelda. I'm I'm on the mm. fence right now about Contra and, and Ninja Gaiden. I mean, I mean, pick that one up too.
1: Well, it's only sixty five for all three.
2: Oh, look at that! Deal of the day, another fifteen bucks sold. Deal of the day. <laughs> Deal of the day. Yeah, it looks so and good.
0: It, I unlocked, love.
2: Essentially, it unlocked, what uh, cover
0: embossing right. and gold gilded edges?
2: Ooh. So he's going super fancy mode on that. I like yeah. it. So if you can, you can actually look in the art that he'd taken like the. Uh, it looks like a book that he had actually drawn out of by hand and painted by hand, or not painted necessarily. He probably used uh, uh, art art uh, art markers mm-hmm. for them, but you can see the dots for the the grid work for him that he worked off of. Yeah. Then The that classic Ryu standing in front of the temple. In uh, Ninja Gaiden, you can kind of see some of the, the dot matrix in the background there. Um, man, mm. it looks... This is hot. I'm so excited about this. This mm. is probably the one outside... Like, I'm super excited about the props. I'm super excited about... This has been a good week, is all I'm saying. <laughs> that, uh, Zach may have crapped on my dice, but everything else that I've had in here, I'm coming guns blazing. <laughs> the rest
0: of my stuff is solid.
1: Dynamite. Solid. Solid. Solid.
0: Solid. Oh. Oh, and I, I can't it. wait
2: to see what he does next. And he's just yeah. so Heck good. Yeah.
0: He said something about Mario 3 looking real good or something oh, like buddy. that. buddy. So, yeah. keep your eye out. Yeah,
2: right All now right. we're sitting at 20 days to go, 207,000 dollars of a uh $20,000 goal, so That's hurrah, nuts. go get them.
0: Go get them.
1: Get him Philip now, Summers, man. That's awesome.
0: Troy, you you brought you've got the next one and I, do. I um I'm really glad you're talking about this. Go ahead and kick us out.
1: I'd like to bring to your attention Carbon Gray. Uh, And the reason, the the thing about this that is so awesome, oops, wrong, wrong, uh, almost posted the same link twice. (laughs) Uh, The reason why I want to bring this to everyone's attention is this is this is a new setting. Mm-hmm. Using an old system. Mm-hmm. This this is resurrecting the old West End Games D6 system. Oh my god. So from god! I love that. Yes, from the mm-hmm. Star Wars days and the Ghostbusters days and all that.
2: Indiana Jones.
1: Indiana jo- and they've yes. they've taken it and they they've judged it up a little bit for the Zhuzheded for up. the modern era. Mm-hmm. But this this sings to my steampunky heart. This is diesel punk. This is set. Uh, during the, the 1910s, in a, in a pseudo 1910s, the, with, with flying airships, you know, uh, the dirgibles and things like that. Um, the, the gritty smoke of war has been carrying on for quite some time. Uh, you're on the front lines. And, I mean, just the art alone. It's got, it's got that uh, anime-ish style to the artwork.
2: Yeah, kind of like an Aeon. It reminds me of like an Aeon Flux.
1: Yes, like an Aeon you know Flux I mean? type deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it comes with a graphic novel omnibus as well. It's kind of uh, like a Batman
0: looking dude on the front. And then like a Bane dude looking like like just trying to help our audience here our our podcast audience got like a chick and then it's got a Batman looking dude a Bane looking dude and then some like steampunk Nazis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, there's there's different uh, levels of this. You can just get the the 224 page hardcover, mm-hmm. or you can get the deluxe box set, and it's got the GM screen, custom dice, uh enemy item cards and npc cards battle maps um, map modifier tokens that you can throw out for for Mm -hmm. different things and minis you get some you get 21 detailed plastic minis like a war walker some like some savage ape looking dudes some like nazis with weird backpacks and face masks and Aristocratic individuals, war dogs, stone demons—yeah, it just mm. this is singing to me. Mm. This is singing to me hard. So yeah, you get the you get the book for forty bucks. You can get the deluxe tabletop box set for one hundred and fifty. Mm. Um, yeah, the, but the D six the D six system from Dang. West End. I mean, it was a solid system back in the day, and they've uh, solid
2: nothing. It was a great system. Yeah. I played the crap out of that thing.
1: And this is their mm. new variant. It is the D6 Magnetic variant, mm, D6 wow. MV, because it's coming. This is coming out of Magnetic Press Play, which is a uh, fascinating. The, yeah, it is their. Uh, the publishing house is Magnetic Press. Hmm. So man, yeah.
2: Let me, let me tell you something for the for the for the podcast listeners out there. The uh, you cannot just listen to us. You have to go out to the Kickstarter page and look at this stuff. It is beautiful. It not mm-hmm. a, the artwork is phenomenal. The the minis are absolutely stellar and pr- incredibly provocative. Like they're so good. I love the oversized tank mech that they've got out mm-hmm. there. The, the the quadrupedal tank mech. So a lot of this stuff is kind of like like weird alternate past meets like strange future tech. Yeah. combo like you, you said I'd never heard of diesel punk before but it makes 100% mm-hmm. sense 100% mm-hmm. so I, well, I'm assuming that a diesel punk is just like if steampunk went forward about a good 20 to 30 years with the same kind of technology then it's, yeah. it's what you're looking at yeah okay cool yeah because
1: yeah, you got the you know you're using you know actual gasoline type stuff but it's it's right. being used as a, in, a, in a strange different ways that we couldn't even think of um, something about this setting that kind of even tweaks it a little bit more um, is the space-time in carbon gray is bent. If you apply too much pressure, and it will snap. Reality is in flux, ebbing and flowing. And you have in this new D6MV the wild die. And it resent- represents this and adding an element of chaos to the game. So you can Push your luck and push reality and push time to see what you can get away with and what you can't. Cool. So I will.
2: I will mm. say there's only one downside to this that I've seen thus far. I What's am that? completely and utterly overwhelmed by it. It looks fantastic, but i don't, like, it's hard for me to figure out. Like, what do I do? Do I get a mm. the book? Do I go hog wild and spend 150 mm-hmm. bucks on like everything? I mean, like obviously the my fingers are. Switching to Mm -hmm. to get a hold of some of these minis and some of the the artwork assets and things like that that are coming along with like that deluxe set. There's just so much going on here. There's so so much much artwork. Like they went crazy with this thing. Uh, I'm absolutely. I hate to use the word dismayed, but this twenty-five thousand dollar stretch goal, or uh, excuse me, of a pledge goal. I haven't even hit fifty thousand yet with this thing, and this is like top notch to me.
0: Well, so I I hear you, and I, I I didn't see a lot of hype for this. I didn't see a I'm lot of either. press. I haven't seen anything for it. So uh, I don't know anything about Carbon Gray as a comic line that evidently is very popular, but I I don't know anything about it. So there's a, I, I 100% get you. I also look at it and say, this is really awesome, but why didn't I know about this uh, before it was at 18 mm. days ago, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, why didn't this get some push, like uh, Avatar? It was not, launched not level, twelve but, days
0: ago. Yeah. Right? It was launched twelve days ago, and I'm just now seeing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, yeah. so yeah, it and looks there's like, also
2: some really like crazy stuff they've got in here too. Like they've got um, stuff that makes sense. Like if you want to do, like, there's an art book. There's a GM screen. You've got the custom D sixes. You've got the miniatures. If you want to get them a la carte, if you want mm-hmm. to get the STL files, but then you've got like three inch Chibi figures of Giselle. A I think those are probably statuette.
0: now. It, so people must really know what I think carbon those Gray are pro-
1: is yeah
0: stuff that's come out already for Carbon Gray that they're offering mm-hmm. us at. Well, yeah, I it's think. got to,
1: it, yeah the comic book thing must be out there. Hmm. But and for they're tapping
2: some this on <laughs> as a means for people to get a, access to those yeah, items for, also as a part yeah. of it.
1: For some reason that. Uh, fandom must has not carried over to this this Kickstarter for some, mm-hmm. yeah. some or maybe it's just a, such a small imprint that that's what is driving it right now.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, because you're yeah. looking at what 616 backers as of this as of uh, this yeah. recording.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, here I love as much as I love that one, Carbon Gray. I think we need to we need to move on to our final project, final, final Kickstarter i'm really glad john brought this one up so so we saved two good ones uh here at the end um this one's fascinating all sorts of fascinating john tell us about kinless oh boy
2: so if, if you loved Morkborg, but you want does, you don't want it to look like Morkborg, borg there's one way to do it and that's kinless it's got a very it's using the Morkborg engine but it is a solo viking adventure using that engine um Zach made some comments about it. He was actually the one that kind of originated the, it doesn't look like Morkborg. It looks like your classic fantasy skin uh, with the way that they're selling it, which that may be, may have been like a, uh, uh, intentional, right? Uh, the sto- it's about the story of a man who has to de- defend his family against a predatory ruler only to be driven from his home, friends and family, left to die alone in the cold one night. And so this is, there's a survival element to it. Um, there's it is this dark gritty tale of survival um, and the the mechanics again is a solo adventure but so there's no necessary there's it does not necessitate a a game master which is i find very very interesting as well Um, no screens to hide behind Um, uh, the land in kinless doesn't change uh, but the things that live on it are rarely in the same place twice. So there's like that, again, there's some replayability to it for you as a player if you want to go back and you want to take a, a second dip into it. Uh, Kinless itself is a wilderness hex crawl and you'll have encounters ar- along the way that are randomly assigned uh, along the regions of the map. Um, and so far, they're actually doing pretty, they got they got a good clip here. It is a $4,900 stretch go- or goal, excuse me, pledge goal and they've hit 20,000 and some change. So they are just clicking along. they got some really interesting uh, stretch goals that they've incorporated into this too, Um, and they've done them at really, really brief intervals. So there's not like these long stretches of 10,000 or 5,000 or anything like that. Um, some, uh, there are cards that are going to be associated with this in order to aid in the, the randomness of the generation of the story and how the game unfolds so they've added some additional cards in there for the mechanical and the play and the story some new encounters, there's a new an, an additional chapter that's going to be added to Kinless uh, in order right. to kind of expand what's already there and make the book uh, thicker and, and uh, add a little bit more to it. So Zach, right. I know that you said that you were really interested in this one too, so I want to kind of like Fade
0: into the background a little bit. I want to hear your take on it. What do you think? Well, I, I think it's trying to do a lot of interesting things. Like I mean, that's that's the thing that it's got going for it is that it's trying to do this one player like playthrough thing. Mm-hmm. It's trying to distill Morkborg's weirdness into a streamlined system. Um, it's trying to also be compatible with Morkborg. Like it's not Morkborg is so new that I, I, I really didn't want to see like oh, this is a this is a, a reimagining. I don't think it's trying to be a reimagining. I think it's trying to utilize what's there mm-hmm. in a different way. And I think that that's interesting. Um, and I, but but at the end of the day, it just does not look like a Morkborg product. Like, no. if this was what Morkborg came out looking with before, A, it would not have won all the crazy awards for, you know, gorgeous design and whatever, whatever. I mean, this looks nice, but it's not anything that's like jaw dropping insane. Um, this is way more approachable though. Mm -hmm. Um, so I am a little bit curious as to whether or not it's approachability will make it, uh, somewhat of an easy access point into that other system. So there's a lot, there's a lot of fascinating stuff here. Um, I do think the, the only other thing that I'm kind of a little bit anxious about is I think it's a pretty high price for what it is, because mm-hmm. I think that that book is a five and a half by eight and a half. Yeah, it certainly looks like it. Yeah. And they're wanting $35 for a soft cover. Mm-hmm. Or fifty-five dollars for a hardcover. The um, Morkborg hardcover is also around that same size, and it was only thirty bucks. So you're paying almost twice as much mm. for a supplement book. So I know it's going to be a big book. Hopefully, it's you know it's probably worth it. But that was one thing that I wasn't really prepared for. Mm-hmm. And they don't really I don't didn't see anywhere in here where they indicated
2: how big this book was actually gonna end up being not and I'm not not dimensionally necessarily but how many pages there would end up being and it would it be like a lot of the other these other smaller 5x8 books that are um, there's there's a decent page count but there's just like a lot of dead space that are in there I've noticed yeah. that with a, a couple of these that I've gotten as a part of the the Kickstarters previously for um, for ZineQuest
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, it, it, it's really weird. If you go to like their um, FAQs mm-hmm. you know, the one of them is what is Mark and It talks about it being a pitch black apocalyptic fantasy RPG about lost souls and fools sinking redemption forgiveness, or the lasting remaining riches in a bleak and dying world, right? That's Mark great. That's a great mm-hmm. statement for Borg. And then it says, why isn't this product more more borgier? Well, we feel like there's a large number of great supplements and adventures for Morkborg that hew to the established aesthetic. want to try something a bit different. That's, I think, the weird collision, right? Is that you're recognizing the Morkborg brand is this thing. And we're going to try something different. So why not? Why do this? Why not do something different? Why not make your own thing, right? Yeah. I mean, Morkborg is a hot mess of a system, in my opinion, anyway. So, like, you're not winning by taking their system. You're just winning by taking their name. Yeah. Mm. anyhow it's interesting right
1: <clears throat> but interesting. i mean
0: i i would love to get my hands on this book and to look at it i'm probably not gonna back it but that's not to say i won't buy it when it comes out mm. at a later date because it is fascinating yep agreed wow wow all right um that's how did you guys feel how do you guys feel about that little rundown that I did last time, where I just basically said these are the ones that Troy recommended, these are the ones John recommended? We're going to keep doing yeah, that? I like that. Yeah, okay. let's do it. All right, so uh, we started off with Zach recommending Bleak Sprout on Kickstarter. Uh, Troy hopped in with Guilds of Aragarth, a D&D 5e expansion and campaign. John then talked about XDM, the Extreme Dungeon Mastery. Uh, We talked about the major project on Kickstarter right now, Delta Green, The Conspiracy. Followed that up with Puzzles and Props, the real-sized 3D-printed items that are basically the magic items from the uh, DMs Guild, and that's coming very soon to Kickstarter. John tried to sell us on the dice of death and dismemberment. I saw Uh, one of you. We, we sung the praises of Uncharted Lands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go Danny uh, John uh, and Troy waxed Nostalgic for hand-drawn game guides And then Troy Brought out the sleeper uh, Carbon Grey, which yep. we want to give All the love, and then John r- Rounded us out with Kinless The Morkborg uh, Nordic Adventure Wow, we covered well, a lot. I know which
2: two that Zach was not a fan of. I, I slept I, through I, one and poo-pooed the other. That's what did
0: I, I, which one did I slip through?
2: You slept through the hand-drawn game, guide.
1: You're like, no, the two well, that, he, that he, Troy and the thing.
2: John wax nostalgic over, but I was- well, I was because giving because you Kathy credit. the only
1: one's old enough to wax yes, nostalgic. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <It's> yes, <laughs> true. Yes. <It's> true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think,
0: man, Gabriel is classically trained, okay?
1: That That's, kid yeah, knows you what's up, he will be equally
0: excited about these. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I think we had a good round. I think that was about 10 projects we covered, uh, in, oh my goodness, it was about an hour and a half, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: so not too bad, really.
0: Not too bad. Right? (laughs) Right? No. Um, thank you for hanging in, uh, for that, uh, for that duration. Hopefully there's something there that, you know, piqued your interest, made you open your pocketbooks. Um, pocketbooks. Gosh, what a weird old word. Um... (laughs) Nobody has a pocketbook right now. Uh, <laughs> Pardon me while I go you, and get my pocketbook out. You know what? I was going to say, like, the only people that are still carrying pocketbooks are like... our grandmas. Your grandmas, but also like the, the like, uh, cowboys. Not cowboys, but like ranchers in, like, <laughs> Nevada are probably still carrying <laughs> around pocketbooks. Um, ranchers? Right, they actually have, ranchers? have coin pouches.
1: Wait, yeah, cowboys... Wolf.
0: They've got like books. They've got like those very long bill folds. No, but uh, hang on. All right, never mind. This is this is we had it. we're gonna drop it. You know what? How about I just <laughs> drop it? <laughs> Zach has backpedaled twice in this episode. Oh man, yeah, twice. Put that on the records. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, here. Uh, if you okay. How about this? If you fell in love or. Got your interest peaked or backed Or think that we're stupid for Supporting one of these mm-hmm. Why don't you head on over to our Discord and let's have a chat about it yeah, Let us um, have it yeah, let us Come have it. at me bro One of the things that we like doing Both here in Twitch but also in Discord Is uh, showing pictures Of when all these things come in So if you heard us talking about stuff here And you want to see when these things actually start rolling Into our mailboxes That's a great place to do it um, you can also head on over to Facebook and give us a like there um, on the bite-sized gaming. Uh, and finally, uh, we would be remiss if we did not ask you to head on over to our podcast feed, your podcast feed, and give us a rating and a review. Um, that is how we get in front of more people. Um, and a and, subscribe. And a subscribe, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, please. But of course... Uh, w- Hopefully, if you've made it this far, subscribing should be a foregone conclusion. Exactly. You're a true fan. Um, or you're a, a, true, fan a,
1: and... a true masochist.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but we thank you for it anyways. Um, next week, uh, on Tuesday, we'll have another episode streaming right here live on Twitch. And uh, then we'll be back at something next Sunday, another uh, big surprise of some sort. We'll figure out what we're doing by then, hopefully.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Uh,
0: but until then, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you next time.
1: Yeah, we will see you next time, y'all. Have a great game, everybody. Yep, you guys stay
2: safe out
0: there. Adios. So, Jerk, uh, are you... No, it feels weird now, Don't. John.
1: It feels no, weird. Let's do that. it. Feels weird.
0: <laughs> let's do
2: it. And I was going to mention how we've been we've been uh, flubbing it for all this time, and so apparently we're going to
1: lean into. Le- that's into kind that. of our that's kind of our thing though. We lean it into the flub.
2: Of, it is <laughs> flub lean lean, lean flubble. Flub. Lean flub flubble mm. flubble, flubble. 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 flubble.